I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they are good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. You know, every time we do this, I think, I gotta think of something better to say than my name. Oh, like, yeah, but you just always say I'm Paul. <laughs> but I just always say Well, I'm last Paul. time I forgot my name, so there's that. And then I'm like, um, is that sad that I'm like, there's gotta be something better to say than my name? <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, yeah, just start workshopping it. Just say okay, different just, shit every just, time. Uh, just shout something out. I I'm shoe. I don't know. I, I love lab. I believe in yeah. you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just start saying shit. Okay, I'll uh, just start Speaking of shit. saying shit, do you yep. have a bad synopsis? Uh, yeah, sure. We're talking right. about some preteens who gather in the woods to start fires and flirt badly. Yes, flirt badly with spooks. With spooks. With horrors. Yep. Yeah, we're talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark ran from 1990 to 1996. There were 100 episodes. Holy crap. Okay, uh-huh. I have questions about this. I have lots of questions. Okay, great. Um, I don't know why you think I know, but maybe I do. <laughs> um, the series premiered on Halloween 1990 on the Canadian television network YTV and then aired until June 11th, 2000. And then it aired on Nickelodeon in the States on October 25th, 91. As part of a Halloween special in the following year, it it premiered again on SNCC, which is what I remember it from. Mm -hmm. It was created by DJ McHale and Ned Candle. Uh, It starred Ross Hall, Rachel Blanchard, Nathaniel Moreau, and Aaron Tager as Vink. And then, ready for this shit, the motherfucking tomato meter for season one, 100%. I don't believe you. I know. I know. But I put it in the facts, sir. And then 8% audience score. That's like my mom says I'm cool. It's only people who worked on this show who actually responded. There's only one review, and it was G.J. McHale. Yeah. (laughs) My show is so super awesome, you guys. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? Yep. What was your experience as a kid? Zero. Zero. This is another great... Fucking cable. Shut up. You picked the cable show. You already know I'm my history with cable. Not even sorry. I watched it <laughs> enough for the both of us. <laughs> yeah, I had zero experience with this, even in my limited cable leeching off of friends and family who had it. I never even encountered this. Uh, I don't know. We just. I, when I, I feel like the thing that was mostly on when I was at a family member's house who had cable was MTV. I was going to say that's what you've mentioned yeah. in the past so yeah I, don't, I, I have zero experience with this never even like basically heard of it so this was a staple of my life <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if i've made it clear enough to you all but i love fucking horror bullshit wait what are you I kidding know, me I... I know and i have always loved i love an anthology tv series because uh, an anthology horror series because you it's not the length of a whole movie so you can put it on it's different every time like i just love it i fucking always love tales from the crypt there i all of it twilight so like i loved all that shit so in general i think anthologies are underrated by the way short story collections totally underrated i wish we had more of them available i completely agree they're difficult short stories are difficult to do and if you do them well they're like incredible yes sorry i interrupted but unsolicited book recommendation if you like 
Stephen King, you should try Joe Hill, his son, his book of um, any of his books of short stories, but especially 20th Century Ghosts. I feel like Very if they good. made it this far, they know that they're going to get some unsolicited book opinions from us right. once in a while. <laughs> uh, give, that, give that a try. It's real fucking good. Speaking of making it this far, maybe you should sign up to be our Patreon. Oh, yes. <laughs> you should do that because yeah. I was thinking that we haven't talked about this at all privately yet, but we should Uh-oh. do something fun Shit. for Halloween. Uh-oh together as like a live because we do live watches with mm-hmm. our patrons and you too could be a part of that shenanigans okay. <gasps> maybe i'll dress up that mm-hmm. would just be fun for me paul's face is horrified right now <laughs> i do love jumping See, here's the problem you do the, love uh, dressing up and now you have this glorious hair so i let, feel like mm-hmm. I take, <laughs> I don't, how do you flip hair is it this way oh i just knocked not, my head not my like that bro <laughs> <laughs> how do you supposed holy shit paul's doing some fabio moves right now guys <laughs> And he knocked his earphones out. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though, Beth. What if I wore a mask? Here's the thing, though. Don't get don't get fucking near me. You'll be on a screen, so I might be able to be okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Paul once tried to wear a mask to D&D, and I nearly kicked him out of the house. Yeah, it was not a good time. <laughs> In my defense, I didn't know that was a thing that you had a problem with. So. I am phobic about masks. In my in my presence. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho, let's let's uh let's talk. What were you talking about? You I were talking about know. some show that I don't some stupid oh. ass show. So anyway, I watched the fuck out of this. I was also huge into Snick. Like I was an indoor cat as a child, and I also spent. <laughs> I also. Spent, it sounds like you're saying something cool. You were a cool indoor cat. Like, no, I'm as a fucking loner <laughs> weirdo. I think everyone who's made it this far knows that too. And you guys, I, can, can you tell this is the second episode we, we were are recording? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay, so we, I watched the shit out of this. I used to spend Saturday sometimes at my dad's when my other friends would be hanging out elsewhere and I would watch the shit out of this and I loved it. Did they do marathons? Like, are you yeah, familiar with marathons? Yeah, yeah I could see sometimes. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was also, it was just, you know, it was part of SNCC and I feel like maybe it was the later part. You know, there mm-hmm. was like the variety show and before that and there was cartoons and then it was, and then it was this. Okay. So instead of regular two trivias and a lie, um, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, <laughs> I have a bunch of synopses of episodes. And How many I would, is a bunch, though, Beth? Like six, like three. Okay. <laughs> and I would like you. I'm going to read them to you, and after each one, you can just guess if you think it's a real episode or I made it up. Oh, cool. All right. So instead of yeah, instead of fun facts. Mm-hmm. So okay, number one. Tale of the Dollmaker. Melissa comes to the country to visit her aunt and uncle and is excited to see her friend Susan. They tell Melissa that she moved back to the city a few months ago. Melissa decides to explore her friend's now vacant home and discovers a dollhouse in the attic along with a mysterious door. Man, I thought you were just going to give me the name of it. You gave me like a whole thing. I, yeah, I got a synopsis. Okay. Uh, yeah, true. That's a thing. That's an episode. That is a real one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tale of the Quiet Librarian. A forgotten book... <laughs> A forgotten book forces two bitter rivals to nope, work together to lay the clutches of a former librarian spirit. <laughs> I did not fucking make it up. This is a real episode. Together to avoid the clutches of a former librarian spirit who insists that silence is golden. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Tale of the Strange Science Fair. Three friends accidentally contact aliens while building a communicator for the school science fair. No, that's made up. 
That one's made up. Tail the Super Specs. A prankster named Weeds buys a pair of novelty x-ray specs <laughs> that allows the wearer to see into other dimensions populated by figures in black. Um, yeah, I'll say that's true. That one is real. Tail, the tale of Badge. An insecure girl named Gwen discovers from her Irish grandmother that she has been chosen to carry on her magic, the magic of her Irish side of the family, and puts her skills to the test when her brother is abducted by an evil leprechaun. Madge? Badge. Badge. There's a lep. I know there's a leprechaun one. I saw it. Is it, but it, sure, I'll say this one's true because there's a leprechaun one. I don't think it's called Tale of the Badge, though, is it? It's true, and that's fucking Redonk. What? I saw the leprechaun thing. I was like, I'm not watching that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not watching that one. Uh, Tale of the Curious Calls. A babysitter receives threatening calls while she is alone with her charges during a thunderstorm. No, that's a babysitter club. Well, here's the thing, fucker. (laughs) I thought we were recording this one first. (laughs) I feel like I would have got you otherwise. Probably true. That's a very typical. Yes, that's a classic. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a straight up leprechaun one. I didn't know that. <laughs> so I've got more fun facts. Okay. So this has two revival series, one from 99 to 2000, and the second one started debuting in 2019. So I'm kind of interested to watch that. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The Midnight Dust They Throw on the Fire is actually Coffee Mate. <laughs> what? Oh, yep, they got to come up with it. It's creamy. Okay. We, we, I have a note about that. McHale wrote the line submitted for the approval of as a nod to the Twilight Zone in which Rod Sterling would say submitted for your approval. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. blatant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Members of the Midnight Society have distinct personalities and the stories they tell tend to reflect those. Gary is into magic and curses. Sam has a crush on Gary, so Sam's stories tend to have a strong theme of love and its endurance even beyond death. Kristen likes fairy tales and ghosts and tends to dress up for her stories or bring a prop. Betty Ann's are more aliens or paranormal and tend to be Twilight Zone-esque and often have unresolved danger, like in a lot of the Twilight Zone episodes. Hmm. So I thought that's that was cool because cool, most, cool. most of them have, you know, happy endings. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I didn't watch enough to catch that. Right. Well, and actually the the creator was like not super excited to have like the framing device and to have that story line going of those characters like that wasn't what interested Hmm. him in creating it but he knew that he they felt like it was something that would help it to succeed more than other anthology shows have succeeded in the past and so they tried it and I, i think people really liked that notable recurring characters include sardo the magic shop owner dr vink with a va 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 and zebo the clown uh in the first season all the campfire scenes were actually shot inside a studio in quebec within a week so the crew wouldn't have to rebuild the set ryan gosling was impressed had impressed dj McHale during an early audition and was offered one of the roles of the midnight society but he was already shooting the mickey mouse club so he had a decline, but then he did start guest star in an episode, hmm. The Tale of Station 109.1, which I watched. As the most frequent storyteller of the original Midnight Society, Betty Ann told 12 of the stories. Gary and Kiki told 10 each. Tucker told seven. Frank and Sam told six. David and Kristen only told five, which is weird because I feel like I remember Kristen telling more. Hmm. After the first season, the lenses were taken out of Gary's glasses because there were too many reflections. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and whenever someone is wearing a school letterman jacket, it's usually a blue and white with the letter C on it. Hmm. All right. So how'd your watch go? It went well, but I this is what I'm confused about because I went to try and find where to watch this. Mm-hmm. So I, I perused the various too many things that I have to stream on now, like too many different yep. things, yep, yep, yep. too many different companies. And the only place I could find this was through Amazon. And it was like 
volume one from 1992, you had to pay to get a Paramount membership in order yeah. to watch that. So as an aside, shout out to Anna if you're listening. Um, Anna is one of my colleagues and someone who listens to the show, and she pointed out that Paramount has tons of Nick, old Nick content on it. Yeah. Um, and I, I subscribe to it for this, and I don't think I'm going to cancel it right away because I think <laughs> I'm going to watch the rest of the Nick See, stuff. But then I was like, I don't want to really start a new subscription to anything. So season one from 1995, so vol- there was volume one and season one. Mm-hmm. And, and and I was like, well, I'll just do the 1995 one, whatever. It was like $8 or something. Sure, and you just bought it. Just bought it. So I watched the first episode on there. And I was like, well, wait a minute. What's happening here? Because there's some similar names. And so I started a Paramount subscription, which is probably going to end up costing me like $800 because I'll just keep forgetting to, to undo it. <laughs> but it's the same thing. So I think what you noticed, and this is what I noticed, is I think that they there was the Canadian air dates and versions, and then there was oh, the gotcha. American versions. And it's the same episodes, but I think they aired at different times, some of them. So Except here's the weird thing. The first episode of the season I bought is The Tale of Laughing in the Dark, which right. is the second episode right. of the actual season. The first episode of the actual show explain like they explain the they Midnight explain Society and what the it. hell's going yep, on. Yep, yep, yep. And none of that happens. And I was just like, oh, okay, we're it's just we're just we have this weird framing right. device. We're so not gonna talk about I, it at all. I ran into that too. So guys, if you're gonna get Paramount and watch this, you wanna like check a little bit and look at what you're looking at because they they start in a weird order. Yeah. So I yeah, I noticed that as well. Uh so I watched a lot of the first season, but then I ended up just watching a shit ton of it because <laughs> because I subscribe to it and i just kept putting it on i watched the first four episodes and i was like i'm gonna skip towards the end i want to see how the cast changes and things like that sure. if that happens and i skipped to season five and watched the tale of the fire ghost and i basically had no notes about it I was like, mm. okay, that's fine <laughs> uh but i first of all the opening of this show with the it's like sort of a blue filter over it and the creepy music and, and then it's so creepy every there's every creepy trope that has ever yep. not ever existed but lots of them there's an abandoned boat bobbing in the shore there is a swing moving by itself with nobody around mm-hmm. there's shutters banging in a storm there's an attic with a creepy doll, creepy doll. with a the child laughing over creepy music there's mm-hmm. then that ends with this light through the keyhole and then the, the and fire then the lit match, match. Where, yeah. yep so many just all these creepy tropes so like, basically imagine being 11 that mm-hmm. seems like fucking art yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, yeah. like so goddamn scary when you're with your friend and you made popcorn and you turn out all the lights mm-hmm. like so many sleepovers <laughs> Um, the second I like, that I watched the credits, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Again, See, it doesn't yeah. take me back to anywhere, which is, right, right. yeah, like, but none of these kids look like they belong in the Midnight Society. They're all kind <laughs> of squares. Um, uh, hi, that's exactly what I looked like. And I fucking belonged in the Midnight Society. <laughs> and the first thing I wrote was, I fucking want a Midnight Society shirt. Yeah. I'm oh, going to make good. myself want. There, yeah. 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 I remember all of these goobers. And the minute that they like panned around and showed me their faces, I fucking remembered every single one of these buttheads. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like as though they were kids I went to high school with. I probably hung <laughs> out with them more. <laughs> middle school, middle school. Yeah. Leave the comfort of the light. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Okay, and here's what I have to say about the the, the stuff they're throwing on the fire. Could have been so much cooler. Half uh-huh. the time they throw that stuff on and the half the fire, like, goes out. It doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> it just makes the fire go out a little bit. They could have thrown something on to make it green or yes, puff they could have done a color. It would have been so much better. And then they do the like shitty font overlay oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. what the you know the tail of the whatever. I think I used that tool in high school whenever editing oh, tools. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I use that too. <laughs> There's a lot of fashion. Mm. There's a yeah. lot of cutoff denim like cut off sleeves as a vest like there's a lot going on there denny denny's denny. wearing a denim yes. vest denny's with wearing a white a denim. t-shirt yep 100 but he's like the first but not the only yeah he's the worst mm-hmm. so this is the pilot mm-hmm. denny the and buzz cab. yep phantom cab denny with and buzz dr. get vink. dr vink with the va 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 he's uh-huh. in many episodes mm-hmm. later He's in an episode with Nev Campbell. Ah. <laughs> Watch that shit. Nice. I watched a lot of this show. <laughs> Before the end of my first page of notes, I just have acting. <laughs> like, because they're, like, they just found kids at like a Dairy Queen casting call, Canadian kids, and they just put them in this fucking show. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of line delivery. There's a lot of line delivery, cheese ball, and lame wad all in one sentence. Nice. These brothers. Yeah. Um, remember fucking paper maps? Did we talk about paper maps recently? I feel like yes, we, we did because I have I still have paper maps. Oh, what do you mean remember fuck paper right maps? Off. You said the same thing last time. Yeah, well, I stand by it. <laughs> Anyways, I also definitely had that same compass that kid has. <laughs> He's holding it right next to his belt buckle, and it yep. doesn't fucking work. I had that same compass. <laughs> so the first time that you see this guy, you're immediately like, well, he's a ghost. And like, it yes. takes them half the freaking episode to realize. By the way, anytime anyone ever says, walks up into a scene, or I guess maybe in real life, but it's never happened to me. Hello, what have we here? You, They're not going to be helpful. That's they're a bad not your sign. Friend, you're a murderer. They're, they're going to murder you. Or like, they're a ghost. They're a ghost or they're a yes, murderer or they're yes, both. Yes, or both. Hello, what have we here? Like, no, that's a bad sign. Watch out. (laughs) Run, children, you in danger. (laughs) I like how they go in the house with Dr. Vivavink, and he's like, I'm going to cut the phone cord. And they don't do, and they're just like, oh, okay, I guess we're. They're like, oh, no. But wait, you missed the moment (laughs) where he opens it up, and they do, they, they like told these boys, now scream like you're afraid. And they held up their hands half-heartedly yeah. and went, ah! Yeah. And then the camera went, in, out, in, out, in, out. <laughs> oh, God. I yep. feel as though some of those moments, those really cheesy, painful moments, I feel like go away as the series progresses yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But at the first couple episodes, there's some extremely cheesy, like, yeah. like little camera noises or little slide whistles while he falls down the hill type of moments, <laughs> like really silly moments. You mean Jurassic Park I moments? I do mean that. I do uh, mean that. Call back. Mm-hmm. I, I particularly like when cars 
have their tires squeal even though they're on dirt roads <laughs> like that's my favorite that happens in so many movies and shows i never thought about this they like squeal the tires out you're on a dirt road like what are you squealing i don't know so the premise of this then is that they have to answer a riddle and they mm-hmm. give the kid about five and a half seconds and he yep. doesn't know it. So they're like, now you must uh, die. <laughs> yeah. And they go, they cut back into the Midnight Society. And these idiots are like, it's no fair. You can't put an unanswerable riddle. Yep. And the entire time you're screaming at the TV, it's a hole. Yep. <laughs> the answer's a hole. Yep. <laughs> Like, oh man, spoilers, Beth. Oh yes, everyone's very worried about it. Also, that's like <laughs> one of the most common. I feel like that's in a ton of things. Yeah. I don't think you can have a riddle contest now that we have smartphones. Like I just don't <laughs> think that. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, but they escape at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And They're then fine. they vote. So Eric gets in to it the has to be unanimous. Party. It has to be unanimous. They take themselves real fucking very serious. <laughs> So there's, do they ever explore the framing of the show beyond the fire circle? No. Okay. So they, no. we never see anything beyond. Like, we don't know when, where these kids are coming from nope. or where they are. Where it's they just go like, afterward. Okay. They just come to the fire. I think I cool. read, I think I read that maybe in one of the revivals, there's like one, like maybe the final episode or something where they like might blur the line between the story and the Midnight Society kids. Mm-hmm. But for all of the episodes I ever watched, it's them coming. And you, I don't know how much of it you watched, but when they're inducting a new member, they like are blindfolded and they only yes, get yeah. in if they're unanimously voted in. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to believe that these kids don't actually ever even talk to each other no. outside of this circle. And that but is it's kind just of like what I think. Like, they, if I'm guessing, I think like they go to different schools, uh-huh. they're not friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's a little bit of, like, teasing sometimes between, like, Kiki teases Kristen, like, she thinks she's too good for herself or whatever. Mm-hmm. And But although that other boy has a crush on Kristen, so they might yeah. maybe yeah. see each other outside of school but or outside of the club. But, yeah, they never talk about it, but I was always led to believe that, like, this was... This is the sacred minutes. And like, society how circle. do you, how do you like do a secret society back in the day? Like, I just, it's mm-hmm. just all very funny to think about. Yeah. Did you see so the second episode? I watched, is I watched the Tale of Laughing in the Dark. In the dark. Yeah. yeah. So that's Zebo, mm-hmm. and Kristen is terrified out her ass about clowns. My favorite part of this whole episode is this kid's pleated khaki rolled up shorts. Oh shit! Wearing. Yeah. <laughs> every episode I make note, every episode has one scrawny eleven year old kid wearing a t shirt <laughs> that like six grown it's adults. Way too, yes, yes. The, the fucking the armpits sleeves, are yeah. almost the sleeves go down to almost the wrist and then they're tucked into these kids. Mm-hmm. Like I mean to a to a man. Every <laughs> episode. I was trying to think, did I ever actually look like that? I know I had pleated shorts at some I, point in my life. And I hated them. Distinctly remember tons of kids looking like this. Why did none of us have fucking shirts that fit? I don't know. Why you're was that to grow the into look? it? I don't know. I think it was. I, oh, you're gonna grow into it. Yeah, but then if 
you did you ever see a kid that had a shirt that fit until like boy bands came out in high school? Like I never saw a <laughs> of a boy until right like fucking no, Justin no. Timberlake. And then there was like two kids that Listen, had muscles Beth, in high school that were. If we wore tight shirts, it would be far too distracting for the far girls. Too distracting. <laughs> your body is my problem, and I can't do math exactly. because I'm looking at your titties. <laughs> ridiculous the fucking patriarchy bro <laughs> why is this kid's name ouija with no explanation i don't know and yeah. the subtitles Weege. spelled it w-e-e-g-e-e which what ouija yeah we well okay but we, like ouija board is O-E-U. yeah it, you're so, right and then they just called him ouija and i'm like i need more i need to know why this kid's name is ouija Speaking of Ouija, I did see it. I'm decided that the next present I'm going to buy you is going to be a Ouija board so you can use it to help your kids learn the alphabet. You just give them that. I saw this thing. It's like, let's use a Ouija board as your kids' educational. (laughs) I mean, my kids are already little mini hedge witches, so we might as well just continue on. It's a great way to learn the alphabet and spelling. The first, like, laptop will help them. The first laptop skin I ever had was a Ouija board. I should nice. point out. Nice. Surprising absolutely no one. Yeah. There was don't, there was some absolute <laughs> Don't mess or I'll lines. bung you in the head. But hey, I like that moment. I'll He's like being a creeper head. and tickling that girl and she's like, I'm gonna slam you in the face with a garbage can. So yes! sit down. <laughs> right. And that's exactly what I wrote. Why is this fucking creep tickling them? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. There's some the- accidental oops I looked into the camera moments that did not get <laughs> cut from this. <laughs> oh my god, 100%. Mhm. Oh, 100%. We get a whole history lesson on why the ghost is scary. Um, Listen, okay, wait. The oh, maybe the creepiest part of this is the history lesson where they're like, "Oh, by the way, there was this clown that stole a bunch of money and went into a fun house." And it burned down and this clown died because he had a cigar. So they decided the cool thing would be if they built another fun house on top of where this dude died. And let's make a model of the clown that died. Like, what the hell? I don't know. What? Why are you? Whatever. I don't know. 100%. I've always liked fun houses, by the way. I don't know how much you like fun houses, but I've always liked going to um, like, scary fun house thing where there's the mirrors and the little tracks. Yeah. And so, I find that so, so fun. So for as much as it's a, secret passages. Right. Of course. <laughs> I'm actually a total pansy. I, uh-huh. for as much as I love to read scary shit and watch scary movies, I don't like a situation in which someone is going to touch me. And oh, I yeah, well, there's no touching. Well, and I think I told, did I tell this story on the podcast before about Michael Myers and the fucking fun house? Cause I feel like I did. Michael, what are you doing here? (laughs) Um, I don't like that shit and I'm scared. And if you make me go with you, I'm going to try to like climb inside your skin because I can't. Okay. I'm afraid. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. As a grown ass person, I just know that's not going to be fun for me. <laughs> also, by the way, the chief attraction in this fun house that was built on the spot where the old one burned down or one of the chief attractions is a dragon head that spits fire with no railing or guard or anything huh? around it. It like... spits actual dead ass fire into the dark and it <laughs> yep. would absolutely murder a child. Like, yes, it would. Yes, it would. Without question. Uh huh. Real fire. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. That is exactly the fucking note that yep. I took. <laughs> He wants his nose back. Uh-huh. That was all scary. 
Yeah, kids running around the empty house. Like that was scary. That like was the scary. fucking balloon comes under the door. Like I like the balloon. That was a yeah, good touch. Good it trick. was a good like, touch. Like it was a good yes. touch. Um, that all that whole thing is scary. He's got to go back and give it back like that. I thought he climbs this was... on his roof and jumps off the Holy roof. Holy shit! He jumps off the roof and runs away. <laughs> yeah, but Just also by the end of this episode, he gives the, the nose back. One of the things I do have liked about the ones I've seen is they're scary without being overly gory or yeah. uh, they had, I really think that this show is as much as I've seen of it have sort of dialed right into the perfect scare level for like late elementary, early middle it's school. It's exactly where your goosebumps hits. It's yes. exactly where that yes. like his dinner turns into cigars and that's yep. scary. Yep. But like there isn't lasting damage. No one's dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, but it's scary. Like you, it's scary. he's very afraid. Absolutely. Like, the, the level is just at the right place for the audience. I think that what they're looking for. Yeah. I thought so but too. Also, where the hell did this kid get a box of cigars to I give to I also Zebo thought that he end? clearly stole it from his dad and he's right? going to be in trouble yes, later. He clearly stole it from his well, dad. Well, you see, there was a fucking ghost clown. And <laughs> I had I to had take to... your cigars, dad. <laughs> okay, son. Like, yep. Yep. Also, there's a whole ass lot of spaghetti in that freezer. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a growing boy. He's got. So you up. watched the first season. Did you watch Tale of the Lonely Ghost? I no, I watched the first four episodes. I okay, I, I think that was the season. third one. Yes, I watched that one though. Mm-hmm. So this one, I remember far more specifically than some of the other ones, and I remember. I'm sure my childhood friend Kathy Fry is not listening to this podcast, but if she was, we made a fake haunted house in her basement crawl space as children. Mm -hmm. And we thought we were so fucking cutting edge because we wrote backwards on the walls, (laughs) 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 which we definitely stole from this episode. And she was also my main partner in crime watching this show. Like we were friends at that age when this is all we fucking watched. Um, And I remembered all of it when this episode started i was like oh my god and it like i yeah it really came right back to me i'd like to point out my favorite early 90s touch in this episode is the the girl's bangs holy shit are like the six inches above her head tiffany i think we're alone now wall bangs <laughs> that this girl has look at the way oh my yep. god oh yep. my god she looks a lot like tiffany and her name is beth yep it is She's an asshole. She's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But the fashion, and that's the first thing I wrote too, was the crazy mm-hmm. fashion. Mm-hmm. I love the good old, you gotta spend a night in the haunted house dare. Mm-hmm. Like, is that's pretty classic. Pretty classic. And then what the ghost up? mirror switcheroo happened. <laughs> yeah. What is up with the aunt constantly adjusting this girl's clothes, though? Did you catch all that? Like... Oh, no. She comes to stay. There's like, you got to watch it back. This, oh, no, this, no. Yes, I do know. She's constantly like straightening her shirt. Ever, and I thought it was just going to happen the first time. And then it's well, like. Well, so there's kind of this message that they're like perfectionists because even the daughter is like, I don't want things messy. You have to put all my shit back exactly where it goes. So maybe yeah. it's just like a. they're trying to show that they're like perfectionists. I thought it was weird. Know. This girl's like. I don't want to spend time with my cousin because she's too babyish and I'm like adult and fashion. And, but, but also her I love main, toys. Her main thing is the toys that have to, her stuffed animals that have to be in the perfect arrangement. And then she gets lured into the mirror because all the toys are cute. Cool. 100%. I yep. don't know. Whatever. Maybe she's whatever. But. Totally. 
Yeah. I think they're a great house. I would live there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super nice but, house for sale. <laughs> but like, so this is, this is a Kristen story. And we said that Kristen stories were like sad and fairy tale-ish and like love stories. Like this is the sad reunion of like the girl and the mom and the locket. And mm-hmm. like, that's like, this feels like Paul as a middle school person, like a Mary Downing Hahn book, doesn't it? Oh yeah, totally, definitely, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. With like that. Mm-hmm. it totally feels like the like wait like, till Helen comes and shit. Almost, <laughs> yeah, I wrote less scary, just sort of terrible and cruel. <laughs> like right, uh, yeah, it, like it's scary in that moment when the when the ghost comes out and she's terrified. It's scary in the moment when Beth gets like pulled into the mirror, or whatever. You're not sure what happened to her, but mostly it's just how awful this like there's this awful awful story of how this child has died because they were abandoned like and everyone's real matter of fact about it they're like oh yeah yeah, well when you're a little weirdo you get abandoned (laughs) um but then and that mother straight up is like well fuck being alive and fuck the real world i'm gonna go in the mirror land with my ghost child the love lasts forever I can see it. Anyway, fucking Beth gets <laughs> legitimately stuck in the mirror for the rest of her life, baby. No, she doesn't. They get her. Oh, because she's in the closet. She's but in for the a closet. little bit, they are. She's, oh, bit, she's yeah. in the closet. Yeah, she is. That's why she's so mad. <laughs> Come on out, girlfriend. Everyone can yeah. tell you've got those bangs. <laughs> I think we're alone yeah. now. <laughs> that is not Does her song. Be- what? That is entirely no. Tiffany. No, it is not. She stole that from Tommy James and the Shondells. Okay, but it was her song, and she did a whole mile tour. Okay. Think we're alone now. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was a good one. Yeah. And, and I, then... I I watched the next one, too, The Twisted Claw. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's that? Monkey's Paw? Yeah, it is. That's what I wrote. Monkey's yeah. Paw. Monkey's Paw, but it's a vulture claw. Bostic, yeah. the, the runner, has a glorious mullet in this episode. Oh, my God. Which is my favorite it's luxurious. Of fashion and <laughs> Um, he's the super amazing runner who gets a broken leg do you um, remember um the grapes he's also kid? a really bad actor the what kid? the grapes kid the balloon costume i do not know so i mean i remember I it like, in the episode am i supposed yes. to recognize who well, it is i just feel like that was a very 90s costume to be oh, yeah. the <laughs> yeah. grapes 100%. and to have but like balloons a bunch of purple balloons you. absolutely those One were part... all very 90s costumes oh, i feel like gosh. we graduated a, a little hobo, bit in halloween like yep. yeah yep you're a hobo every year. <laughs> You're a hobo every year. Well, it's the yeah, same candy very... every year, he says. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is like, and it's one of those things where it's like super evident from the beginning exactly what's going to happen to us. But like when you're 11, maybe it isn't super evident what's going to happen. Right, then he no. thinks he lost his parents. Like that's terrifying. Oh, it is terrifying. They're like, dead in a car wreck and or whatever. And then he thinks his grandfather's dead dead grandfather's showing up like that's so scary when you're a kid like can we talk about trick-or-treating for a second absolutely go for it so first of all i maintain that the best possible receptacle for candy when you are trick-or-treating is an old pillowcase i knew you were gonna say that that is the only that is clear choice that you have to take an old pillowcase anything else orange pumpkins with handles on it not acceptable sorry what about a reusable wegman's tote because nope. that has handles but it has nope. handles it's gotta be an old pillowcase that pillowcase you doesn't drag have around pump. like a sack of, of nothing it has no handles pillowcase True. is the only only acceptable bag okay for candy. all right well we know where paul stands on the pillowcase yep also 
when trick-or-treating, don't go into people's houses. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how you get cursed. <laughs> That's how you get cursed. I feel like I have memories of actually, like, going into people's houses trick-or-treating. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And v- at the very least, I have, uh, you know, been in, certainly been inside, like, enclosed porches for trick-or-treating. Nope. Like, into there. Like, I re- legitimately remember going into the porch and, and onto and into people's houses. Like, they open nope. the door and, like, you have to go in to get the stuff out of the bowl. And I'm like, nope, that is not, I'm not, that is never happening. Too much again. of this shit nope. to go in somebody's yeah, house. Nope. Never, nope. never go into somebody's house. I, but I'm pretty sure I, I absolutely did that when I'm just trick or treating as a kid. Also, if you see a group of teens on bikes, just just go while they're way. Run. <laughs> they go and steal your candy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, the windbreakers. It's so fluorescent. Everybody's uh, clothes are so yeah. fluorescent. And again, I wrote about the baggy shirt. Literally, like it's hanging <laughs> off his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you could wear like the seam of the shoulder is like most of the way down their arm. Yeah. Right. Uh, my other favorite thing about this is because it's supposed to be Halloween, right? So they're doing the track scene where the kid breaks his leg. They have scattered fall leaves on the ground <laughs> every tree is full and verdant yeah. and green yeah. it is the dead of summer the children are sweating mm-hmm. in their sweatshirts and they have just scattered a couple orange fake leaves on the ground and mwah, it's very good it's also, so funny this is like a huge track meet or something and it's the most sketchy track meet ever they're just in a field I, i'm pretty sure one... they just set up some cones and a camera yeah. and in this field they'd probably didn't like get a permit or anything just like we're gonna go right. film in this field what is it on a track or anything they put every kid in a white sweatsuit and there's one <laughs> kid in a wheelchair yep. cheering everyone on yep it's a real but then weird somehow vibe. he gets like a gold medal for this sketchy race he ran it's in a the, real weird vibe <laughs> yep is um, he okay if you call having a broken leg okay yep not one teacher Robotic. on this show has ever been trained how to be an educator. <laughs> I I also would like to imagine what happened to that that gym teacher actor who took his gym teacher acting job very seriously. Right. This yeah. show also has the thing that sort of bothers me about this show sometimes not bothers me, that's not the right word, but like is distracting, is that half of these kids, I feel like, oh, their face looks like some actor. That they like grew up into somebody that I think I recognize. And I'm like, who is they that didn't. person? And they didn't. No, they right. Didn't. I watched episodes with Melissa Joan Hart, mm-hmm. Neff Campbell, and Ryan Gosling. Those were ones mm-hmm. I found that had like people who were eventually famous. Also, Gilbert Gottfried is in the one with Ryan Gosling. Of course he is. But so Kristen, did- Kristen, she becomes clueless, right? Um, is it Kristen from no. the. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. The, the, the TV show, not the movie. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, that's not Alicia Silverstone. No, 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 no. But she's she becomes the, when it gets turned into a TV show, she's the clueless actress. I looked it up. I'm pretty sure. Oh, right. well, then Kristen, I believe you. Is it Kristen, the, the side pony girl? Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's where my watching stopped. So oh, you got I more. watched a shit ton more, <laughs> but we don't, I mean, we don't need to. So there's like one with a guy who is like keeping himself young by stealing energy from people at a summer camp. The like Ryan, Green Gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Ryan Gosling one is uh, they are fixing up cars and they have a hearse and they catch 
the radio channel for the people who've passed on and the kid accidentally almost gets sent over. Nice. Dangerous Soup is another Dr. Vink one, and that the, that's the one Nev Campbell. And that was actually a pretty good one. So, And it's one of the very few in the series that focuses on older uh, characters in the story. Most of the characters mm. in their stories are like middle school aged, like, mm-hmm. you know, 12-ish. This one is they're like 20, like 19 or 20 because they like work in this restaurant. And so that one is Dr. Vink is the chef and he makes a soup that comes from distilled fear. So he catches people and he scares the shit out of them to get their fear. Is he still in his little weird shack? Uh, No, now he's the cook. (laughs) He's in all, he shows up a lot in this show and he's always like a slightly different guy. I mean, he's like a slightly different role. I, yeah, I watched a ton of these episodes because after that I stopped taking notes. I just kept them on. (laughs) (laughs) The Melissa Joan Hart one was a ghost story. She's a babysitter and they go visit the kids like ants and there's a ghost that's cold and they end up solving. I remember that one because the little boy is a ghost and he's blue and he just shows up and he keeps going, I'm cold. (laughs) <laughs> I'm cold and that someone told this kid to act like what he thought a ghost would act like and it's yeah. pretty tragic uh, yeah. but that one is, an, is a pretty okay ghost story You, they like f- solve the mystery and they like save the family fireman stuff so that was mm. a pretty good and Melissa Joan Hart was way better than the other kid in that show like I you know we did our episode on Clarissa like I do think there's something to her like she mm-hmm. did a pretty good job in that episode yeah, I watched a lot of them. You know, there's a lot of the like tropey type of things that there would be like scary stories episodes about. But then there's some really like kind of creative ones, I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. What was your so I know you never had watched it before, but what were your thoughts after watching some of it? I really enjoyed it. I do think it's slightly dated, but I don't think sure. it matters too much. I would say I don't know about putting it in my canon like we've talked about that. It, it's not really in my canon to speak of, but sure. I would say absolutely. If, if my son's like, I want like scree- you know, creepy stuff, I would really recommend this as just because it hits that middle grade creepy level so perfectly. It's not super scary. There's no body count, but it's, it's definitely a creepy thing. That's just got this good framing that sort of presents it in the right way as like, they're telling a creepy story. It's just not, really happening it's a creepy story that they're telling which is just about perfect so I, I really like okay, that like well and i completely agree with you like i mean for me it goes in my canon because i have such fond memories of it and if i if my kids continue on the trajectory they're on now they're gonna like creepy halloweeny mm-hmm. stuff like they love halloweeny shit now and i agree with you it hits that spot just right i always felt that way too and we maybe can talk about this on another episode i'm sure we'll do an episode on the simpsons but i always felt that way about the treehouse of horror episodes oh yeah like, they have that like creepy vibe and they call yeah. back to all those creepy things but they're not at the end of the day you could watch it and then go to bed and not like have a bad dream exactly like it's yeah. not going to keep you up at night but with um, are you afraid of the dark? You know, there's moments in it when you might have like a jump scare. You might be like, oh, wow, that's really creepy. But you're probably still going to be able to go to sleep okay. Yeah. Like, I was actually curious. I'm looking forward to, I would like to watch the updated version of this. Yeah, so would and I. See what's like. the, the most, you said there's two updates, right? Yeah. So I might skip was, the middle one and yeah, go directly to the most Yeah, I think that's what I'll one. do. I, I'd be interested in watching the newest one. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
Yeah. So for me, and I agree with you, there are parts of it that's dated. I mean, holy shit, the fashion, the wardrobe is something else. But but I also think there's a there's an aspect to being like 10 or 11 where if the story is still good enough, I'm not sure you care that like the clothes are dated. Like I think you, you know, I think that some of this stuff would really hold up. Yeah. I agree. So I was pleased. Like I said, I ended up just kind of letting it go and I watched a lot more of it than I meant to. And I was, I mean, obviously there's some really like cringy, like acting parts, but for a show aimed at 10, 11, 12 year olds, like I think it's, it's really, it really hits. So yeah, this is maybe the first thing that we've watched or read or done where I was like, kind of like bummed that I didn't get to experience this at the right time in my life. Right. Cause it, I think you really would have. I, I would think have it really, really enjoyed would have got it. you. Yeah. 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 I'm sure there's got to be an episode about a time machine. Maybe we can get back there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So everybody, right. thanks thanks for listening. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, we're online at, uh, at NerdCanon on pretty much all the things. Consider joining us on Patreon. We have a good time. And we're at patreon.com slash NerdCanon. And until next time. Keep the nerd alive. sexy lesbians i see (laughs) nerdy book content i see cute animals and i listen to cool music shit witchy shit it's it's all the best things